Hello! Hi! Hello! Welcome! It is another episode, yet another episode, episode three, if you will, of our 2019 Media Boat Podcast year-end wrap-up. Yep, we went through TV and music. Today, it is time to talk about the wonderful medium of video games. And uh, what a year! Oh, we got new consoles announced, new... Yeah. A new streaming service announced. Well, yeah, it uh, launched technically. It launched <laughs> uh, several new games. We got some con- trilogy conclusions yeah. came out this year. Some some uh, games in uh, sequels, storied franchises that were crazy disappointing, mm-hmm. and some um, surprise games out of nowhere that ended up very high on my list. Even some games that didn't have a title at the beginning of the year became. Some people's favorite games. Some games released and still didn't have a title. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But yes, uh, video games have had quite a 2019. Uh, man, and we're going into ending this decade and going into a new one uh, with Promises of the Future with uh, with uh, the recently announced uh, new Xbox and uh, PlayStation 5. So yeah. yeah, good times are ahead. But if you are not familiar with our format for these year-end wrap-up episodes, here's basically what's going to happen. His name's Matt. I'm yes, Mike. that too. We have the Media Boat Podcast. The first half of this podcast, we're going to talk about a recap of the biggest news stories and video games of the year. What we talked about here on the Media Boat Podcast about video games. Then in the second half, we'll uh, take our own uh, steering wheel here and give you our top five lists of what we thought were our favorite video games of the year. And then we will crown one video game that was the best of the year, according to both of us, we will compromise on yes. one single game, which this year will be impossible. Uh, yes, one game <laughs> that we have both played yeah. must be our crowning achievement. There's which very little crossover there. So. Yes, so if we Let's like see. a game that's like number four or five or might, not even in our list, may, yeah, something might not that's not on my list might actually be our number one. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll later. get to that later. And, and also, when we wrap up the the news stories, we'll also. Name one news story to be what we think the most important of the year. Yes, our gaming news of 2019. So let's get that rolling. Let's start in uh, the beginning of the year, and let's recap some of what happened. So let's start back in January. Oh, so long ago. It's true. Yes, and let's talk about... uh, I I (laughs) completely forgot this was a story Uh until I saw the title, which was Soldier Boy. Oh right, Soldier Boy got duped the Suja game. Yeah, got duped into making a, or I guess putting his name on a bootleg console. Yes, the Soldier <laughs> game uh, by the by Soldier Boy uh-huh. who put this thing out in Japan and reportedly came with over eight hundred pre-installed games yeah. from PlayStation, uh, NES, Game Boy Advance, yeah. and more. Bootleg, total bootleg. And yet he put his name on it. We had the yeah. Soldier Boy console this year. I feel like somebody lied to him. At <laughs> <laughs> some part of this, this how this went down, somebody lied to Soldier Boy. Yeah. Uh, we also had one of the biggest uh, news stories of the year uh-huh. of Bungie and Activision. Uh, where Destiny developer Bungie announced plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights Back to Bungie. That was this year? That was this that year. That feels like ancient history already. Yes. And yeah, and since then... Uh, Destiny 2. Destiny 2 rolls along. Uh, they've released... Uh, uh, con- continue to release content 
without uh, being settled by Activision now. And mm-hmm. um, it seems like fans are actually liking the output. It seems like they're a little bit more consistent with updates right now. I have They've made some real big changes. I mean, for one, Destiny 2 went free-to-play this year Yep. Uh, with just the expansions being paid. Uh, but yeah, it's, and of course they launched on uh, for free on Stadia as well. So like they've had quite a year. Yeah, I have seen a lot of the Destiny community being a lot vocal, but also the developers being vocal back in instant mm-hmm. responses. Not to mention they also went cross-play this year, and mm-hmm. now your character can be played across PC, Xbox, PC, etc. Or PC, I said PC twice. PlayStation is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's been... It's cool. I want to put just Destiny 2 as a... Not necessarily the big story, but just a big note that they've had this year. They've definitely made a comeback. And Bungie. After some rough launches, like both for Destiny 1 and 2, mm-hmm. like they ma- managed to really turn it around to something that the fans and community actually likes. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, Metroid Prime 4 be announced, and then not announced, and then starting over on game development. Technically, it was announced last year, but yes, this was a uh, basically a proof-of-life thing, where they were like, yeah, we're going to take off the existing team, uh, and we're going to bring Retro Studios back on, basically, to take help again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had initially been announced to not being developing uh, the developer of Metroid Prime 4, but now they are again, because of course. <laughs> yep, uh, and they said they would restart development from the beginning. So yeah, who knows what the status of that project is at this point, year after that. So, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll learn more next year? Yep. And as we end January, we come to probably one of the first Game of the Year nominees. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> You're hilarious. I know, right? But say it anyways, All because right. I know it's going to be on your list. You know it's going to be on my list. It has to be. It has to be. I played this game... It was Destiny. Not once, say. not twice. Uh-huh. But three times. Yeah, I know. And you feel like they've only made it three times, so I'm like, you can't play the same game over over and over again. Sorry. You you played this game specifically three times. Yes, over the course of the year. And I 100%ed it twice over Uh those three times. You played like in super hard mode, and you've got all the stuff. I played in hard mode, I played in critical mode, and I played in speedrun mode. Just say it already. Kingdom Hearts 3. So yeah, this was your like white whale. Like this was something we talked about nonstop last year that you couldn't wait to come out and then when it finally came out it absorbed your life for like a good like three months. Yes. Um, So much so that my doctor was wondering why I was so upset with it. I literally watched the Super Bowl kicked everyone out of my house just so I could immediately play it. Yeah, no, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I was there. You were there. (laughs) It... This game consumed a lot of my year. It was one of the few games I purchased. One of the few games yeah. I will ever pre-order. Yeah. And and we'll talk we'll about it later talk because about it later. we'll actually talk about the merits of the game. I'm sure when we talk about your favorite games of the year. Yes. As for the news of it, yes, it was newsworthy because it was a uh, like a game long in development, mm-hmm. long, uh, long expected by fans. And yep. so yeah, I think there there was I think payoff at least for the fans it seemed like most people that enjoyed that enjoy kingdom hearts really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and that's what matters and a lot of people did enjoy it. has it hit five million copies yeah uh becoming the fastest selling game in the franchise history yeah uh yeah and then we also have more news about apex legends 
Was about this year? Yes, it did. New free-to-play battle yeah. royale shooter available to play now this year. And that was a surprise launch too. I remember it was uh, uh, no one expected uh, that to be Respawn's announcement that day. Mm-hmm. Apparently, press was sent like something like, "Oh, Respawn's announcing a new IP today." Uh, they th- all thought it was going to be that Star Wars game that would later become uh, was that game called Fallen Fallen Order, Order which came yeah. out last month. Everybody thought it was that, but it wasn't that. They surprise launched. Apex Legends, mm-hmm. and apparently, and they surprised it with the free, with it being free, and yeah, almost a year later now, like uh, I think it's really come into its own. A lot of people really mm-hmm. love that game. I mean, it remains free to play. Um, they've made a lot of if like, anything, it knocked off kind of style expansions for it. It knocked off PUBG off the map, not internationally, but at least here. It seems like it's very, very popular, but but like internationally, I think PUBG and Fortnite are way bigger in the battle royale well fortnite is the biggest thing and we will definitely get to that later because they had their own fortnite tournament and seasons consistently rolling out Mm -hmm. also they don't know what is how long a season is anymore sometimes (laughs) it's three weeks sometimes it's three months we can say truly uh but we also have in february uh activision blizzard laying off 775 people yeah. Randomly. This was the beginning of a very, very bad year for Blizzard. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also had the announcement of Sony not being at E3 anymore. Yeah, that was a big deal when it happened. Um, but after E3 kind of happened, everybody kind of figured out why. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, it was a definitely kind of like a... a uh, shifting kind of feeling in in the industry when they were like, oh, wow, one of the major platform holders is just going to bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had the Carlton Dance being sued over. Yeah, dances uh, in Fortnite, yes. specifically. Dances uh, slash emotes. Recurring story through the year. Mm-hmm. And one of the big stories, I'm going to put this up there, nomination for big story of the year. Okay. Reggie Fisame. Yeah, left Nintendo. Yeah, retiring after... Uh, retiring after 15 years with the company, being replaced none other by Mario's very own Bowser. <laughs> Mr. Doug. Mr. Bowser. Doug Bowser, yes. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely, he was at the helm at Nintendo since 2004, I believe. Um, and yeah, over the time, kind of became an internet favorite, fan favorite. Um, and yeah, he came, become, became beloved. So to see somebody so beloved in the industry, to be like, no, nah, I'm done. Uh, it was kind of a, a moment for sure. Uh, that being said, though, he's still around. I mean, he showed up and presented an award at the Game Awards this yeah. last couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, he's not like out of the business. He's just he's just retired. retired. He's just doing whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Good for him. He's earned it. Oh, like, yeah. he, his time at Nintendo. I mean, he spearheaded the the, 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 Wii. the Wii and the Switch. They're two most like successful modern consoles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, the man knows what he's doing. Yeah, but sandwiched between that is the Wii U. We don't like stock. Anyways, as we move into March, we uh, come across Sonic the Hedgehog. We really did. Yes. Not or only, did we? Or did we not? Or did we? <laughs> or did we? Uh, as not only did the new Sonic game get announced, but also the leak of Sonic's film. Yeah. Sonic had a rough year yeah. in 2019, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's the, of course, the, the, the story goes is yes, um... The one that they the, the, was leaked initially and in the free first trailer looked terrible. Everybody hated it. And then, yeah, now we know 
maybe the design that they always kind of maybe had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, the design we always knew they could have. <laughs> they could always do it. They just needed the internet to lash out at them and give them some lashings. But yeah, we'll find out more about to that get rid of the lashes uh, when it comes out in uh, February of next year. Yeah. That got pushed back. There's a Valentine's Day release. Uh. <laughs> so go see Creepy Ass Sonic with your loved ones. Yes. Um, also, in March, a game got released from Bioware. Oh yeah, it did. Anthem. And everyone now immediately forgets about Anthem. Exactly. Because yeah. it came out to bugs on bugs uh-huh. on bugs. It didn't practically didn't work on release. Uh, apparently there wasn't enough to do, um, and yeah, nobody cared. Yeah. And so this thing that that Bioware and EA clearly wanted to be this Destiny-style living game, live game thing kind of like uh, platform for them just did not work out. Not only that, but it had um, PS4s bricking yeah. and having to call customer service and yeah. EA going... Uh, don't know what to do. Yeah, if we're talking about biggest disasters of the year, that's one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, or maybe this is the bigger disaster. Okay. Google Stadia was announced yeah. in March. Oh, boy. All right. So, yeah, when this was announced, you were taking uh, Devil's Advocate to, yes. to my, my opinion, which yes. I thought that this thing, everything they, they announced it with was destined not to work. I basically listened to the, the the thing and was like, no. I mean, first of all, technology's not gonna not gonna like no one's gonna pay for this, especially if they pay have to pay for individual games. And flash forward to now, whereas this thing is released and no one cares because yeah, I guess the technology kind of works, but it doesn't work up to what they said it would. People are complaining that the image quality isn't what to what they claimed it was. No, the f- Google's passing the buck to the developers and saying it's on them. And on top of all that, there's not enough games for the thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's a lot of things that both the marketing and the CEO wanted to work. Uh-huh. That, like you said, they passed the buck to the developers saying, it's possible. <laughs> we're not saying we're going to provide for it, right. but it's possible and then, yeah, the infrastructure of literally everyone streaming, <laughs> it's insane. It's what you think it is, is you're streaming a video of playing a game, and that's not going to be the ideal situation to play a game. But most of all, it's Google's responsibility to make that a value proposition for people. Mm-hmm. And right now it is not. You get two free games that you have, but that's only for people who are paying for the paid version of the service. And then you have to buy separate games on top of that. No one's going to do that. And they're finding that out now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It proper gets a proper launch next year. This was kind of its early launch. But next they year, didn't put have, alpha or beta I in know, it. They no, should they have. Uh, but yeah, next year they'll it'll come to smartphones and TVs and, and, um, and desktop browsers. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how that works out. Yep. Another big topic throughout this year was, or it was last year, but more so this year, about review bombs before yeah. a game was announced yeah. or released. Yeah, we saw entities actually doing something about it this year. Mm-hmm. Was Steam good. was one of them, uh, yeah. where they started to identify off-topic review bombs uh, to which would lower review scores on Steam. Yeah, this is just good news, because in the past they had been used to kind of weaponize 
internet hate against certain games. And now, thankfully, we're getting to a point where that will be uh, less and less common. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Valve, speaking of Valve, teasing their appearance of a new VR headset. And yeah. I guess if we want to jump ahead... Launch. <laughs> yeah, that not only did that launch, but if we want to jump ahead, they also announced uh, Half-Life Alex. With right, them. yeah, that ended up being kind of their, the thing that they had been uh, keeping uh, keeping under wraps. Uh, but it's important to note, though, that Half-Life Alex also coming out on other headsets as well, mm-hmm. if not just for theirs. But yeah, I mean, this was them basically making their play into the VR landscape. Which, why not? Well, I mean, Nintendo also launched into the VR landscape <laughs> with Nintendo Labo Probably. VR and yeah. the Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but it didn't actually do a whole lot. No, but, I mean, it was something. Something. Uh, we also had uh, the announcement of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. Which uh, released uh, to, uh, I'd say, pretty positive reviews. Seemed buggy, apparently, for a lot of people, but uh, when it worked, uh, a lot of people enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Sony allowed you, for the first time ever, to change your PSN ID. <laughs> yeah, long time coming, huh? Yep. <laughs> long time coming. I mean, you could send it on uh, Xbox Game yeah, Pass. pretty much forever. Pretty, yeah. But yeah, Sony, I, I think they, they officially had said for years it had something to do with uh, PlayStation 3s. And how like there was some sort of thing with the compatibility there that you wouldn't let wouldn't let them do that. It's yeah, something with the games like yeah. not functioning properly. Right. So yeah, they finally did it, but then there was a bunch of games that would lose like weird stuff if you did it. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a Saints Row film, directed by being announced by director F. Gary Gray of yeah. Fate of the Furious. I haven't heard anything about this since that happened though. Since no. that got leaked. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is probably one of the bigger things. Um, I know you probably want this on here, but Riot's League of Legends developer and just Riot Games. Yeah. About Oof. employees uh, claiming uh, or, or yeah, employees doing a walkout over the company's attempt to end two lawsuits via forced arbitration. Yeah, a lot of this stuff, uh, it was specifically uh, lawsuits brought upon... Brought upon uh, by uh, employees claiming um, an atmosphere of uh, like sexual misconduct and yep. discrimination in Riot, and yeah, it led to that walkout, which was actually super successful. Right. Later I, in the year, they would reach a um, a, a settlement. I think that was our big story last yeah. year. I think that yeah, it or was. just that in general, the toxic environment in general. Right. It was over several studios. So this was kind of mm-hmm. like the, the the like the finale of the Riot story this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't. I know it was our topic last year. I don't know if we declared it, but loot boxes. It was up there. It was up there, <laughs> but we also had um, even this year with EA saying that their surprise additions or features. Right. Yes. I mean, last year was kind of the death knell of the loot box. This year was kind of the like. EA just wishing so much that it didn't go away and right. trying to litigate it. Mm-hmm. Even so much as legislation being brought forward to yeah. our Congress here yeah. in the U.S. They tried. Yep. <laughs> uh, we also had the announcement of Super Mario Maker 2 out of nowhere. Yeah, and uh, that apparently disappointed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people who liked the original just didn't like how the uh, lack of... Um, 
the tablet style of the Wii U made it so you could build levels the same way that you did with the TV and the screen. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were disappointed, especially since you had to, in order to control it similarly, you had to buy a special stylus for your Switch. Uh, and yeah, it just seemed like it just wasn't the fervor that was uh, around the game, the first game's release as much. And a lot of people just kind of mm-hmm. forgot it. Was Epic Store this year or last year? I want to say that it may have been end of last year. I want to say, yeah, it was end of last year because if you recall, the Game Awards of last year mm-hmm. was its big coming out party. Remember okay. after every trailer, it was like only on the Epic Store? Yeah. That was its bit. big thing. This year, though, I think the Epic Store is a big story mm-hmm. because this was the, where it really carved out its place. Yeah. Where story after story this year was oh, this game's only coming to Epic Store and the fans getting super angry about it. Right, one of them being Borderlands 3 right. being an Epic Store exclusive you know, for now, but for now. still exclusive at launch. Yeah. I think that fervor maybe has died down a little bit from mm-hmm. where it was uh, the first half of the year. I think now people have accepted it a little bit more. But there mm-hmm. was definitely an initial kind of furor mm-hmm. over it. Uh, we also have the announcement of Sony and Microsoft working together <laughs> for new innovations and for better cross-platform or cross-multiplayer uh, games. Yeah, I mean, this was actually... This is, I think, an eligible for a big story this year. Just the ever-eroding walls between the platforms. Like, this year proved that all three, in their own special ways, maybe Sony being the least... Uh, uh, excited to do so are playing nice with each other. I mean, Nintendo and Microsoft were buddy buddy this year. Microsoft and Sony both worked together to do cross play initiatives, uh, which Sony finally, I guess, agreed to. Uh, also, there was that Microsoft cloud technology being uh, uh, shared basically with Sony as well. We had that story this year as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, a lot of a lot of little stories like that coming around. Yeah. We also had another release of a new console, the Playdate console, where it had yeah. a crank involved. So yeah, this thing's not out yet. I believe it has a 2020 release date, okay. uh, but some people have gotten their hands on it. But yeah, it's like a little Game Boy-looking thing with a crank. Yeah. And a lot of indie developers are working on this thing. It, unlike Stadia, will have a service uh, <laughs> when you buy it where you will get downloads of new games every week, mm-hmm. which is a really cool idea and I think is... Maybe something that other companies should take notes. And lastly, in um, May here, Pokemon had a big year. Yes. Not just with announcement officially of naming their next game, Pokemon Sword and Shield, but also with Detective Pikachu coming out. Yeah. This was a movie. (laughs) I saw it twice. Which I didn't think I was going to. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that movie twice, and you know what? For a video game movie, yes, it has a lot of issues, and I didn't love it, but it's cool that it exists, and it's a good foundation for what a Pokemon, like a a next Pokemon movie could be. Even though the bar is set very low, it is still (laughs) probably the best video game adaptation. It is probably the best video game movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people like that first Mortal Kombat, but come on. Right. It's been years. <laughs> also, uh, Pokemon Company announced several new initiatives, including oh, yeah. Pokemon Home. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Which upcoming we'll next year. The upcoming sequel to Detective Pikachu for the Switch. Right. Pokemon Masters for the yes, mobile. which was released and you played it. Yep. 
And Pokemon Sleep, which is another <laughs> mobile game. Pokemon Sleep, which is, yeah, coming out sometime next year, which I am fascinated by and <laughs> terrified by at the yes. same time. Uh, but yes, uh, as also yeah. noted, they revealed a lot of Pokemon news, including the Galar region, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about Pokemon Sword later. Sword and Shield will come up later in our, uh, in our uh, list. Are so. you guaranteeing that? I am guaranteeing I will talk about Pokemon on my list. Okay, so you're not going to um, push its release date back? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, big gear, big gear for everything mm-hmm. in the Pokemon universe and that brings us to june and e3 sure does uh where weird we here yeah weird vibes yeah. from e3 this year um some big names include watchdog legions yeah um or is it call of duty modern warfare which came out people seem to think that's a good call of duty i might actually i'm still trying to figure out what i'm going to do with some playstation monies that i so was so kind of okay um, and um, um, I may or may not do that or control. I'm not sure. Okay. I've heard, yeah. Good things about both. So I'm, about I'm, both. I'm a little like. Which one goes on sale first? Yeah, exactly. I think control's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can control at Walmart on sale. But I think it's like $38 on, $38 on uh, PlayStation right now. Right. So I if I see links, I'll send them to you. <laughs> uh, we also had the announcement of. Oh, the new uh, Cy- Cyberpunk 2077 with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves was probably... It's, you know it's a weird year of E3 when the biggest headline is not a game and not a console, but instead is Keanu Reeves. Yep. <laughs> uh, but Microsoft just had a really big announcement of just a lot of games. Yeah, had a lot of games. As well as the announcement of Project Scarlet. Which, yeah, they paid off by the end of the year by properly naming it. Uh, Xbox Series X. Yes. Series X. Series X. Uh, yep. They also had the announcement of Gears. Gears 5 and yep. Gears Pop. Yeah. Which both have been released at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of announcements. Just like game after game after game for uh, Microsoft yeah. this year. That's their style. Uh, the last few years from them has been very much like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get through a lot of this mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Uh, we had the announcement of Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. This year. People like that game. Oh, Banjo-Kazooie uh, 2 Smash Ultimate. Right, yeah, that was a big deal when that was announced. Um, I have not personally played any of the DLC characters for Ultimate, but uh, that would if there was one that I wanted to try, that would be it. I love those first couple uh, Banjo-Kazooie games. Mm-hmm. Maybe the second one less. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just a lot of... I mean, E3 was really weird this year. It was. With Sony not being there, and a lot of the other companies kind of had to pick up the slack. And it meant, like, a lot of weird, smaller games kind of getting a bigger uh, spotlight than they needed. Well, yeah, because Nintendo's not there in a big yeah, fashion. Yeah, Nintendo's not there. They Sony do direct at the same time. Sony wasn't there. So it was Microsoft basically showed a run, mm-hmm. along with the third parties, like EA. EA and Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And I remember Bethesda was basically just apologizing for Fallout 76 the whole time. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, Yubi yeah, showed off... Um, you showed off its franchise stuff. Yeah, they, they Assassin's were, Creed, Watch Dogs. Well, no, Assassin's Creed had an off year this year. They were showing... Um, well, no, because they announced Assassin's Creed with Far the Stadia. That came out. Yeah. The, what was that? 
Far oh, that Cry. new New Dawn? Far Cry New Dawn? Oh, yeah. yeah that Far Cry out. 5 New Dawn. Oh, they showed off that Ghost Recount on uh, Wildlands. Breakpoint. No, Wildlands was last year. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Weird year. Yeah, definitely a weird year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We also had EA. Um, yeah. EA referring to loot boxes as surprise mechanics. Right, we talked about that. Talked about that. And Riot Games um, dealing with the Department of Fair Employment and Housing and how they withheld critical information <laughs> um, as part of their investigation. Which goes kind of back to what we were talking about then before. Yep. And then that brings us into um, Summer Games Done Quick. Oh yeah, that happened. Yeah. It's and a good year again. Easy Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really fun. I always love those. We're coming very close to Amazing in uh, January. Yep, Amazing Games Done Quick in January. Um, We also, in that brings us into July, um, where E.T., the extraterrestrial (laughs) video game, was unearthed. Oh, yeah, they found where they buried all those cartridges. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, (laughs) for the Atari 2600. Yeah. Yeah, approximately 100 copies were um, found in the desert. Basically proving that that thing that was once thought to be an urban legend was true. Yep. Futurama was right. (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. Yeah, uh, Summer Games Done Quick raised $3 million for Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. And Nintendo announced the Switch Lite. Yeah. um, That was cool. Uh, I've seen and held one of those things. Those are very, very, very well made. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also had Shinmi... Three, announced and it's released. Shinmi. <laughs> Did you spell it wrong? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think it was announced and it came out this year. That was a Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also had a new Super Monkey, Super Monkey Ball. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, Super Monkey Ball Blitz. And then we're back to Blizzard. Yep. With seeing the departure of Frank Pierce, who had co-founded the company. And little did we know... That he'd be leaving at the right time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also during the summer, we also had Fortnite crown its first Fortnite World Cup championer uh, of Kyle Booga Giesdorf, (laughs) the 16-year-old who took a home $3 million for winning the solo tournament on... In L.A. Did he just... Was that the guy who just won that uh, the game award? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Booga. I was like, why did that sound familiar? Because I just saw that dude. Yeah, yeah we won the uh, streamer. Right, right. Or uh, was it a streamer it was or... Esport player Esport player of the year. I think it was esport player. Yeah. I remember he said something about Fortnite. Now that makes sense. Okay. He's that guy. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, the pool was a $30 million prize pool. Damn. Split between all its competitors. But yeah, 16-year-old instant winner for playing Fortnite. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then EA confirmed a new Need for Speed, which would come out later this year. And nobody cared. No. (laughs) Uh, but hey, I mean, we end summer in August and streamer Ninja moving from Twitch to Mixer. Yeah, this uh, was a surprise. I think that uh, people didn't see uh, Microsoft like trying to make such a big play for streamers as they did. But it started to trend. Um, mm-hmm. After him, a couple of others kind of followed suit. And even though he took a big audience hit, I mean, he's like the most well-known streamer in the world still. 
Like, I've seen that man pop up in places I never thought I would see him pop up. That man popped he up. He was just on The Masked uh, Singer, the Masked as Singer. mentioned on our regular podcast this week. You also, uh, I also saw him on Food Network. Uh, he was on... That judge? Uh, no. He just showed up randomly on uh, uh, Guy's Grocery Games. <laughs> At one point, I was watching it. I was like, why is Ninja there? <laughs> so, yeah, it's getting to the point where he's gotten that ubiquitous, where he's showing up on stuff like that. Well, like I said, when my dad knows who, who Ninja, Ninja is, is... He's broken the barrier. So yes. Yeah, that's where we're at. Esports yep. have come such a long way. Uh, we also had THQ Nordic. Yeah. Had a pretty big year with some big announcements. They did. Uh, including uh, working on a new Saints Row game. Yeah, which we have yet to hear anything else about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also new Dead Island game. Yeah. But yeah, no, they like they were on the brink of death last year and got brought back. Well, it's complicated. Yeah. THQ, the the original company, has been dead. Right, THQ but THQ Nordic has always kind of like existed, but it's just recently that they've been making a play to make be like a major a major developer. Mhm. Uh we also have the announcement of Apple Arcade. Yeah. This that thing's year. pretty cool. Yeah. For just $5 a month, you have subscribed to it. Yeah. There and a game has come out of it. There is at least one Apple Arcade game on my top five list this year. That's my let that be a uh, teaser there. Well, it's not a teaser if you've been paying attention, <laughs> as you called it. Yeah. Well, when you when you gave us your thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, remember the loss of Telltale Games. Yeah, Oof, that's a rough story. Yeah. Yeah, well, because that got shut down last year. Right. But a company called LCG Entertainment brought back the beloved studio name from the yeah. dead this year. And we just at the Game Awards saw the fruits of that, where they're bringing back uh, Wolf Among Us, one of their series, mm-hmm. uh, with a new new ser- season of that, uh, with this new team. Supposedly, they're saying it's made up of people who were former Telltale, Telltale employees, but no word about exactly how many, who they are, or how they got that job, or anything. So it seems still a little sketchy to me. Well, it's, I mean, it's reviving from the dead. So it's basically a zombie. Yeah. Uh, then we had more Nintendo Directs this year. They had a lot of Nintendo Directs yeah, this year. Yeah, they needed to announce a lot of stuff. Yep. And then uh, Apple Arcade showed some new stuff. Uh, Switch SNES. Yeah, uh, games came to the Switch Online service, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And then more Pokemon news as we got up to the launch, including some Galar region forms specific, and Farfetch getting. <laughs> yeah, Farfetch. Yeah. Um, the Last of Us Part Two got a release date of next year, though. Next year, yes, it was yes. delayed. I keep thinking if it's gonna like if it was released this year. No, but it's no. not. Next year. Yep. But not to be outdone with Apple Arcade, Google did Google Play Pass as well. Yeah. Uh, seems like less came out of that. Yes. I am still <laughs> subscribed to that. I should definitely check that out. It seems to be way more mobile game kind of experiences than Apple was going for mm-hmm. with their service. Uh, we also had another executive leaving, Sean Layden. Yes. Of PlayStation. Yes. Of PlayStation. This seemed like more of a kind of corporate restructure move, and a lot of people basically, and we talked about this on the podcast a couple times, people bailing before the, the, the console generation switches. Right, before 
um, the PS5, yeah, basically. Like, I had my run. I'm good. Uh, Layden, though, is notable for he was kind of the spokesperson for them. So going forward, Sony's going to have to have another kind of person on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Alpha Dream uh, shutter its doors, who were responsible for the Mario and Luigi RPG series. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Uh, even sadder, Blizzard back into the news. Yeah. Uh, with it banning the Hearthstone player. Yeah, this was definitely one of the the craziest stories of the year. Not only just because of basically the initial reaction, which was to take that dude's money and ban not only him, but also the streamers who had him on the show. The sportscasters. Yeah, the sportscasters. But then, the, the, in my opinion, the worst part was their double-downing and non-apology about it. Mm-hmm. Where basically they insisted over and over again that it wasn't because of their holdings in China. When there's no way that it wasn't. I mean, the, the <laughs> quote was literally, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our times. It's like they kept reiterating their point about like, oh, well, if it was any political statement, we would have banned them. I was like, no, no. no. You as a company make political statements all the time. Like mm-hmm. you can't exist in as a game developer without a- as a global entity. It's <laughs> impossible yeah. to have not made a global statement. And yeah. even if you didn't make a global statement, that in itself is making a global statement. So yeah, I think one of the biggest. This kind of goes in like in with one of the biggest stories of the year, which I think is about Blizzard basically showing showing that they're fallible for the first time mm-hmm. for decades. Like, literally almost, like, two decades now, like, people have thought that they were this invincible company, you know, that the fans loved so much that they could do no wrong, and I think 2019 was the first year we were really seeing, seeing kind of, like, a fraying at those edges. Like, we're seeing, like, that they are owned by a giant corporate overlord that sometimes calls the shots. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. I know. I mean, Blizzard's... Right now, telling up to be the big story. It might be. Uh, yeah, it's definitely cool. up there. Yeah. Uh, we also had the death of Fortnite. Except it didn't, though. Except it didn't. It ended <laughs> for 24 hours while they changed their servers out. Yeah. <laughs> only to be brought back immediately. I thought that was neat in a way. Like, it, a game hadn't done that before. Mm-hmm. And as we get into kind of this generation of live games being the norm, we'll see probably more examples of stuff like this. But man, what a stunt. <laughs> uh, uh, we also have... Da, 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 Fallout 76. Well... And all of that. Technically that was last year. Yes, but it did launch a new premium service called uh, Fallout First. Yeah. For whoever wanted that Basically, piece of hot garbage. You a bunch of money to get your own private servers. Mm-hmm. And uh, one story that we talked about in TV, but it's also video game related... Yeah. EA and NCAA games. Yeah, so this was, yeah, this is a possible a possible story, I guess you could call it. Um, so, yeah, with the stuff we reported on in television about uh, the NCAA kind of looking into uh, options to pay their, their, the, the college uh, athletes mm-hmm. uh, for, for uh, merchandising, for likeness rights, etc., Right, this comes from a law being passed in California. Right, so now the NCAA is considering possibly addressing some of these things nationwide. If this does happen, then EA was very quick to comment about how they would be interested in uh, working with the league to make a new college football game again, which is uh, something that they haven't made since 2011? 
I think so. That was about the last time that they made a college game? Well, in the Madden, you can play as a college team, but only for, like, one yeah. game. No. And that's it. Or yeah. for two games. So this kind of opens the door back open again for them. And, of course, they want to do it. And, of course, the league would want to do it. And if the athletes were actually for a chance, like uh, for a change, getting something out of this, they would want it to exist too. So, the likelihood of this happening it, uh, is pretty high. Mm-hmm. We also have one of the uh, more feel-good stories of the year, uh, with Shigeru Miyamoto being presented with Person of Cultural Merit yeah. in Japan. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Where only a total of 54 people have been handed this award. He's definitely deserved it, too. Yep. Uh, we also had PlayStation, or the PS4, sh- becoming a worldwide phenomenon, getting that honor of 102 units sold. Shipped? Sold? Uh, sold. No, yeah. Edging, past, edging the PS4 past the original PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, PS2 still is the best-selling console at 150. Right. But number two is uh, Sony is the PS4. Yeah. Um, then we head into November, almost at the end of the year here, with uh, <laughs> another Blizzard story. Um, BlizzCon's president, J. Allen Brack, uh, opening with the keynote address addressing the heart of the controversy and basically non-apologizing, apologizing. Yeah. Uh, who then went on to announce Overwatch 2. <laughs> right, yes, the non-sequel sequel. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Diablo 4. And Diablo 4, you're right. And new expansions to World of Warcraft and Hearthstone. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, still had to bring up that, because that was the big thing. We even had processors outside of BlizzCon. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then we also had um, Sony announcing... Herman Hulst to be its new head of Worldwide Studios for PlayStation, coming from Guerrilla Games, who made Horizon Zero Dawn mm. and Killzone, and worked on Death Stranding, which, also in November, Death Stranding happened. <laughs> sure did, didn't it? Also in November, Pokemon happened. Yeah. Uh, officially released. Uh, da, 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 da. And then, yep, and then Half-Life announced. Uh, for Half-Life Alex, mm-hmm. and Stadia was launched, launched quotes quote unquote launched <laughs> and then immediately hit a bunch of skips and stumps and stones yeah, along snags, the way you could say. snags and stairs and bucks bugs <laughs> uh, yeah um, also uh, guess you want to put this as a new story maybe but it seemed like every month there's a new Pokemon leak coming out about what was going to be in the game, mm-hmm. which resulted in a lot of people being upset about the lack of a national dex, about the lack of yeah. using new models. I mean, that's kind of part of the whole story about Sword and Shield this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. The, the fans were not pleased. No. But it did prompt Pokemon, the Pokemon company to start an internal investigation to find said the leaker. Leaders, yeah. Yeah. And then that brings it to December, and then yeah. basically we're nothing happened in December because everything Except was done. Except for the big thing, which was the Game Awards and the reveal of the Xbox Series X. Yes. Uh, which yeah, we know what that thing looks like. 
we know more or less that it's going to be multiple consoles, probably mm-hmm. a top-of-the-line and a budget version. Much like uh, they did with the Xbox 360s. And we know that it's going to be backwards compatible with at least digital versions of Xbox mm-hmm. Original, 360, and One games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony announced an adapter for the DualShock 4. Right, I get that too. Uh, for the short, uh, a.k.a. the back button. And those are basically the bit, last big stories. Yeah. Like, uh, the rest, yeah, uh, is kind of just uh, everybody kind of holding their cards until next year. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, like we said, we had The Last of Us Part 2 yeah, being pushed back. Time. Death Stranding came out and everyone was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, what I'm thinking, I think that the big stories off the top of my head that are probably in the running here. I think the roller coaster ride that Blizzard has is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Just the, the the just just the the people that they lost, the like the cuts that they made, and the Hearthstone incident, the double downing apology, and like the announcements at the end of the year that I think were just confusing and bewildering. Like all of that, they just had such a strange year. And like I said, it was the first time that they seemed like that they could do. Like, they could do wrong. Like, they had been viewed as, like, these, like, perfect... The titan of the industry. Yeah. That no one could take down. Right. And then, um, I think another one is uh, the roller coaster ride that has been Stadia and our streaming future. Mm -hmm. I think not only Stadia is in this conversation, but also xCloud. Now people have been uh, demoing that early. And, like, what that might mean for the future, whether it is xCloud or Stadia, whether, e- either way. Like, what it might mean when you have, like, a large portion of the audience that is just streaming video games. And then I think the other one is this cross-play future that we're, we're, that we're also saw the preview of this year, which is everything on everything. That platform walls are falling down. Like companies are working with companies like people can bring over their destiny character from playstation to xbox to pc i think that is definitely a big change and it's definitely changed the conversation about what platforms mean going forward so i think those are your three uh i want to throw in a fourth one probably not as strong Mm -hmm. but um as we are heading into a new cycle generation Mm -hmm. both uh the departments of sean levy and Reggie Fisume, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, basically having new heads of household as mm-hmm. we not only headed to a new decade but yeah. new console cycle. Yeah, no, that, that's fair, but I think that that goes hand in hand with how things are changing in the other ways as well. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, like be, the business is not what it used to be, and I think that's why you do see uh, those old kind of the people who have been at these companies for a very long time look at it and be like, well, this just business is run differently. It doesn't work like it used to. And, like, they're using that as their time to exit. Yeah. Um, I think Stadia had the potential. I think it's having a Charlie Chaplin competition crisis (laughs) where someone will come along and do it better. Yeah. Even though they were the original. Well, not the original. They're not even the original. Not the original. (laughs) They're still Gaikai and PlayStation Now. But I see what you mean, though, like, where it's like, it seemed like they thought that they were going to be the ones to do it first and and best. And technically, some of the stuff that they said did pan out. People are playing streaming games on Stadia, and lag is not as much of an issue as it was imagined it would be. But everything else around it is broken, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. And so I think if Microsoft 
Microsoft's approach is different. Microsoft with the xCloud is basically saying you already have the thing that you are, you already have the things that this can play on. We all, we're catering to not new customers. We're catering to existing customers is what they're doing. And they're also saying, and you don't even have to rely on our servers because you can also just stream from your own Xbox. They basically got an explanation for every step of the way that Google didn't. And I think that's why mm-hmm. xCloud is promising. They, think they, they are a company that is, already has the infrastructure, whereas Google had to basically make one out of thin air. Which Google does all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as they are one to do. Because they have the money to do stuff, to make stuff out of thin air. So I like the streaming. I think the two stories here, I think even though Blizzard did have a crazy year, I think the other two stories are maybe more interesting to me because they signal what it means for the future, what we're going into the next generation of video games. Yes. Streaming and cross-play and like these basically the idea of there being three very distinct, or four including PC, very distinct islands where video games happen and having those land masses kind of combine. I think between streaming and that... It's a very crazy future we will live in. I think you're right, but we aren't talking about a future story. We aren't necessarily talking about what the groundwork is. We're talking about the story of 2019. And that's why I think we have to do Blizzard, because Mm. that was the video game story of 2019. From its split with Activision and Destiny... To well, what is owned? It's Activision. So I guess we're called saying Activision Blizzard here. Yeah, but the fact that they were able to, are not able to, but they let Destiny go and have what it became. Yeah. Um, from the guy who co-founded Blizzard leaving the company to just the whole Hearthstone fiasco that it was mm-hmm. to. Just the announcements that they did, the Overwatch 2 coming out and panning to Diablo 4 coming out Mm -hmm. and panning. They didn't make the splash that they wanted. And like you said, this titan of the industry basically revealed to be nothing more than just a shell of a corporation. And like if you do zoom out to uh, to include Activision in this, they've also had kind of a weird year. I mean, with the Blizzard thing as well, but... They are not what they used to be. I mean, back in the day, Activision was the biggest publisher in the world because of how much stuff they were just constantly publishing. Nowadays, their biggest successes in the last few years, I mean, besides Call of Duty, have been remakes of their old games. Mm -hmm. That Crash Bandicoot remake made them so much money. That Spyro the Dragon remake earlier this year made a lot of money. And even the Crash Nitro cart made money. It's crazy to think about what Activision is now. They're not the big behemoth they used to be. And, like, what what else do they have now that they don't have Destiny? They have Call of Duty and what? What else? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, in an era, like, in a generation where at the beginning of this generation, they were unparalleled. They were releasing so much stuff. Call of Duty was the, still the biggest thing. Like, well, they had so much stuff that they literally partnered with another company. <laughs> they were able to give them a stake. Yeah, no, so I, th- I guess if you do kind of look at it on that level, like the just the whole corporation of Activision Blizzard has such, such a transformative year this year. 
where yeah it's like what do they have they have call of duty and blizzard is even struggling so like what do what's left yeah i don't know i think that maybe yeah i think you might have a good argument there even though the other two things i think are more interesting for the future of video games we're not talking about future yeah, we're talking this about was the 2019 for 2019 that was a lot of conversation conversation was had specifically about the trials and tribulations of those companies right i would put up loot boxes at EA but we talked about year. it last year that was, yeah that's why this I was like include, the ending of yeah, what happened last year I didn't year. include that because one it wasn't as bad and two I, yeah we kind of addressed that when it happened right but yeah for sure but you know it's I, in the background happening it I is mean, the, and, and secretly the worst offender isn't even EA it's secretly NBA 2K right <laughs> who's literally adding gambling mechanics to their gambling ugh <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's just it hasn't gone away. You're no. correct, but it's not as much of a story as it was. Right, but, I but yeah, think, I think you're right. Activision Blizzard having so just an awful year. All is, around. is that our our title then? I the fall it, of Activision Blizzard. I think that's it. I think it has to be. Okay. Uh, right. The gaming stories. Yeah, stories of, of the, the year, year. is combined all into one. Is the continuous fall of yeah. Activision Blizzard? Yeah, jeez, man. What a year. All right. Okay. Well, we've gotten the news taken care of. You know what that means? List time. It's time for lists. All right. I believe you went first last time. I don't know who went first last time. I think you went first for uh, for music. Because I, I was curious about your picks. Probably. <laughs> so, I will start off the, uh, the our lists here. So I do have a top five. Before I get into my top five, I'm going to go over a few uh, honorable mentions. We that do that I... at the end. What? We do that at the end. We do that at the end? Yeah. Ah. Uh, we do. We, we crouch up and then we say, other games we played. I just wanted to shock you. Uh, no. Top. Nope. G- give me your top five. All right. Top five it is then. Okay. Coming in at the bottom, but not in the bottom of, of any, any, just the number five, just because the other four were above it. Um... Tetris 99. Remember <laughs> Tetris 99? Yes. It's Tetris. I'm surprised this is on your people. I'm surprised this is on your list. So, man, this game is something that I come back to a lot. You know me. I like Tetris. Last yeah. year, I called Tetris Effect my favorite game of the year. In that fact, it's still th- awesome. In fact, earlier this year, in March, yeah. we crowd we. Why did the crown Tetris as our best game of all time? Because it is. Uh, but yeah, Tetris 99. But the one thing Tetris Effect didn't have last year was the multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't really need one, but it was weirdly absent. And then Nintendo comes in and saves the day this year. And near the beginning of the year, decides that they're going to make their flagship free thing for their internet service be a Tetris game that is literally a battle royale. Now, I know how you feel about Battle Royale. I don't play them. Because it's chaotic. They seem impossible, and I'm not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But you make Tetris into a Battle Royale, and that's a Battle Royale I will not only play, but I will play enough to actually win. <laughs> and I won a game of Tetris, Tetris 99. I have gotten in the top five a handful of times since then, mm-hmm. but I have not reached that number one milestone since that first one. That being said, man, that game's fun. I love the strategy that you have to do where you have to target 
uh, the certain people like to try to take them down. I love the point multipliers you get when you do get KOs in their little badges in the corner, and then just seeing that number, that multiplier go up, and watching your garbage just ruin people is just such a good feeling. And Nintendo's supported it throughout the whole year. They've done special tournaments where you can uh, win um, special skins that are all themed from their games. There's like a Pokemon event this year. There's a Splatoon event this year. There was a Fire Emblem event this year. Like every, they have used every chance possible to like revitalize this thing. Not to mention, they also put out a whole pack with a new mode in it, where they even put in like classic marathon mode if you just want a single player experience in Tetris 99. Hmm. They've done so much work and the game's so fun still. They added a special mode that's only available for people who have been number one before, and it is impossible. <laughs> it starts off super fast, and then just gets faster. <laughs> I've gotten only in the 20s in that, and which I think is still pretty impressive. Yeah. But it's so hard, and there's like achieve. There's an achievement system in that game. There's unlocks for your like make your avatar simple. They put so much thought into a game that is literally free for people who buy the internet service, and it's great. So yeah, if you have a Switch and you like Tetris, this is a no-brainer. Like it's really really fun, and is is uh, my current uh, place uh, favorite place to get uh, my Tetris on. More the Tetris Effect that you got live. I go back to Tetris Effect every once okay. in a while, but it's a different experience. Tetris Effect is so much about the audio visual of it. Right. Tetris ninety nine is just about the Tetris. Okay. Which is it makes it a different kind of thing in my mind. Alright. Number four. Number four. This is one that uh, I talked about recently. Is it Pokemon? No. Oh. Assemble with care. Oh, really? So I talked about this... Uh, you literally talked about it like two weeks Apple ago. Apple Arcade. Uh, uh, it was an Apple Arcade game I talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. Really? I really, really enjoyed my time with that thing. I like the stories that it was telling. I like the very simplicit, like simplicity of the gameplay. And it's influenced my real life in a way that I didn't anticipate. So picture this. I was um, sitting... Uh, in the living room here and we were watching um, a movie on this was on uh, Christmas Eve night and I was like trying I was puzzled because I was trying to figure out why I was getting I wasn't getting a surround sound from Disney Plus uh, and I was like Disney Plus has 5.1 I know that I googled it and I looked it up and I knew that that was that was true checked all my speakers all of them were working except for that speaker my right rear speaker I have a 5.1 surround sound in case the audience can't figure this out. Yeah, in case you can't see it. So I fiddled with some, some stuff uh, on my receiver and I couldn't figure it out. So I opened the speaker. I'm just like, all right, let's see what's going on in here. Let's see if I can figure out this wiring. All the wires were disconnected. <laughs> so I used the skills that I literally developed in a simple with care. And I'm like, well, surely this probably goes here because this is kind of like this, like a this is like a clip, and this is like where a clip would go, right? <laughs> I just did that, just logicked it out, and the last one, like I could hear the sound come back when I put the last clip on, and I was like, I figured it out. You assembled with care. I fi- I fixed my own speaker. I didn't have to Google it. I I just did it. And this game <laughs> helped you do that. Yeah, I just. I think it was because I just always assumed that I wouldn't, like, if I opened something like that, I wouldn't be able to figure it out. Right. But this game, like, even though it was obviously a fictionalized and simplified version of fixing a real thing, it's close to the actual experience. And it makes you feel 
like every little thing that you fix in that game makes you feel like, oh, I could actually do this, hmm. even if you probably can't. And so, yeah, but on top of that, though, the, also, it's a really endearing story. The characters are wonderful. The writing's really cute. And, yeah, it's just stuck with me in a way I didn't expect it to. So, yeah, definitely uh, one of my favorite game experiences I've had in, over the year. I don't know um, how much I'm going to return to it, but it's definitely going to be something I remember for a long time. So, yeah, it earned a spot. Okay. But number three. I'm glad you fixed your speaker. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything works now. Yeah. Uh, number three. Baseball. MLB The Show? MLB The Show 19. Ooh. Wait, but you got injured at MLB 19. But man, but I played that thing so much this year. <laughs> I mean, you of course know I got into baseball in a way that I hadn't before. You're uh, welcome. This year. It was mostly because you introduced the show to into my life last year. Uh, and you was it last year or two, two years, years ago? ago yeah. And you were like, here, this is a video game, but it, this is baseball, but it's a video game. And I tried it, and it was actually kind of fun. And I was like, I finally saw that spark in it where I was like, you know what? I get it. I get baseball now. <laughs> and suddenly I started thinking about it a lot. And then like it just dominated my like my spring and summer this year. Right. This was the yeah. year you got into I got baseball. into baseball. And I think the show is a big part of that. Actually playing a pitcher got me to appreciate the different kinds of pitches and like when they were used. I got to be familiar with my team, the Angels, got to be familiar with the other players on other teams too. Right, they always attend always that job. <laughs> and I got to be more like uh, familiar with, uh, with the, the ins and outs of baseball. And I went to a handful of baseball games this year in real life too to kind of get the real experience mm-hmm. as well. And, like, yeah, I had so much fun with that game. That game is such a really good uh, simulation of the sport. Uh, like, the road to the show mode remains really engaging to me, where, like, I love the idea of just going through a whole season, training with your teammates, interacting with them, like, the stuff that they did this year with stats and, like, building, like, oh, you're a leadership kind of player or you're an independent kind of player. Like, that stuff was really cool and, like, added a new facet to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was just so much fun to just focus on pitching and do that one thing because I'm terrible at batting in that game. So I just did the thing that I knew I was good at, and I pitched a perfect game this year. Yay! Yeah. So it's like, it was just such a fun experience with a sports game, which I never thought I would have this much fun with a sports game before, before this. So, yeah, it was just such a cool thing this year that I had to, I had to put it on this list somewhere. And you ranked it high. But not as high as the two above it. Okay. So I think I know which ones your two are. But you don't but know I what the order know. is. I have a feeling I know what the order is, but yeah. go ahead and tell me what your number two pick is. Number two. Pokemon Sword Slash Shield. Okay. Alright, so. Pokemon. Let's get it out of the way. Yes, a lot of fans are upset about this Pokemon game. And you know what? Honestly, I get it. And I'm going to begin by saying, I'm admitting its faults. Yes, losing all the Pokemon in the national decks, if you really love them, yeah, that sucks. And I'm sorry that you don't get to bring your, your cherished team over. Yeah, I get it. That's, that's lame. And they shouldn't have done it the way they did, and their excuses weren't good. Also, story for this game might as well not exist. It's the weakest story in a Pokemon game. Uh, half the time, 
NPCs are telling you, oh, we're going to take care of it. You keep going on your journey, which is not something that happens typically in a Pokemon game. Usually you're roped into literally every plot event. This time, no, it's a very standoffish kind of approach. Which, and then, like, the third thing is, yeah, technically, it's just not quite there. It's, like, a little underbaked. Like, the visuals, sometimes they're impressive, but sometimes they're, like, a little lacking. The, uh, the engine chugs in the wild area when you're online. There's too much happening, and the game doesn't know how to handle it. And then, um, then there's literal chunks of the game, a whole cutscene, that just seems like they, wasn't, that they didn't have time to finish, and so they put a bunch of still images instead. That's a bad sign. For a Pokemon game, which is literally part of the biggest franchise on the planet, something that sells Nintendo consoles like no other game does, and they couldn't spend the extra time to make sure this thing was polished? All that being said, I still loved this game. I still had a lot of fun with it. It's one of the better Pokemon experiences I've had in a few generations. Sun and Moon didn't really click with me right away. I liked it initially. I kind of dropped off of it, and I came back to it later and finished it. But it had a lot of ups and downs with me. Whereas Sword and Shield reminded me of how I felt about X and Y. Games I really loved. Mm -hmm. I spent just as much time finishing it, did some post-game content in it. Like, I actually had a person I was playing with at the same time, so I actually got to kind of have, like, a comparison between the versions and yeah, I liked the characters. I like the world that they have in here. It still feels maybe a little unfinished in that in that way too, where like they reuse some of the battles um, against some of the trainers or the gym trainers you already tra uh, battle earlier in the game, which is kind of disappointing. But the people who are there are really endearing, and there's really cool stuff going on in the world of Galar, and it's a really cool, interesting region. Do I like it more than other regions? Maybe not. But it's neat. It's like a lot of neat ideas in here, and that's not even to mention the cool new stuff. Gigantamaxing, yeah, I don't know if it's as cool as uh, Z moves are, in my opinion. But it made for some interesting battles and some really cool looking designs. And uh, the wild area is brilliant. I think it's one of the coolest things they've done in a Pokemon uh, game in a long time. It adds kind of a live game kind of element to Pokemon because things are constantly changing in it. You can see new Pokemon. Uh, depending on the week, weather will change and will bring new species in. There'll be special events. And the raids are cool too because it's like a real, it's a real cool feeling to actually battle a Pokemon with strangers online and then get the chance to catch it at the end. It feels epic and like there's a sense of discovery that I think has been lacking for the Pokemon game since really early on. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, even with its failings, I really, really like this generation. I think um, there's some improvements that they could make in like possible like sequel to this game, certainly. And the fact that Nintendo is actually doing live updates to it is promising and means that there may be new things to come. So yeah, um, I really, really like it, uh, but it's not without its faults. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's yeah. still a major But it's still list. Pokemon. Still Pokemon. It's still a new Pokemon game, and you know that's going to be high. I know, but that's... <laughs> but it's... Yeah. Bring it to your number one. It's and number I know one. your number one is because yes. you called it when this game came out. And it remains my number one game. Alright, so tell me about Sayonara Wild Hearts. So, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Still my number one game of the year. And I've solidified it 
So one of the, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, one of the gifts that I got this Christmas was an uh, Apple TV, a brand new new generation Apple TV Oh. Uh, that I'm currently using as kind of my um, media center in my bedroom now. And it is compatible with Apple Arcade. So what did I do? I had to see what Sayonara Wild Hearts would look like on a television. Holy crap. <laughs> it's still so good. So I played through it again. I have played through Sayonara Wild Hearts first on my computer, my MacBook, second on my iPhone, and now third on a television. All three times, still, just so much fun, such a cool experience. I've listed the soundtrack probably like 50 times at this point. I've, like, on Spotify, like, I've just, I'm just so obsessed with everything this game does. It's so much fun to play. I like the challenge of it. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. Yeah, the VR levels are in. But, like, there's so much good stuff and so many cool moments just that with the, where the music really ties in with the gameplay so perfectly that it just gives me such a rush when I play it. It just feels like nothing else. And this is all on top of the fact that the story it's actually telling is, like, deceptively deep. Where it's just, like, this great metaphor for heartbreak and, like, rebuilding yourself and conquering your own demons and, like, versions of yourself that you're, like, that you're that you're moving on from and like there's this is a little bit of a spoiler but i think it's a really cool moment but throughout the game basically you're getting rid of these uh these versions of yourself or these like antagonists um by like when you defeat them their little pixelated heart kind of flies out and then you shatter it with your fist Mm. And that's like, it makes sense at the time when you're playing through it because you're like, oh, I'm beating these things that broke my heart. I'm like conquering this. But by the end of the game, the final level has you kind of replaying some of these segments after you've kind of had this like whole roller coaster of self discovery. And instead of defeating them by breaking their hearts, you instead kiss all of your antagonists on the cheek. Oh. It's the same setup otherwise, where you're still hammering on the action button to make this happen, but instead the final thing isn't a punch, it's a kiss. And like it makes it's like this perfect like ending for that story where it's like you've you've discovered that like this truth about yourself. It's like, no, you don't you don't improve by these like things you fight against. You don't that's not how you improve yourself. You're going to improve yourself by learning to appreciate these versions of yourself, not destroying them. You embrace them. And it's just such a cool metaphor, and just every piece of this game is just just full of this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's just like nothing. It's probably, if I was going to make a top ten of all time, this would be on it. Okay, it's really? It's really affected me. Oof. So yeah, uh, I really, really love it. Um, if you guys have it out there haven't played it, it's on everything. Apple Arcade is probably the easiest and most accessible way to play it, but if you have uh, Steam, it's on Steam. If you have Switch, PS4, Xbox, it's on all of them. So okay, it's a tough I platform. Deeply recommend everybody try this. So those are your five games. Those are my five games. Honorable mentions. Uh, hey, we go every yes. bunch after I go. Hey. That's not what we did before. Yeah, we did. But yeah, uh, so... After we crown, we do honorable mentions. So Tetris Effect... No. Tetris, Tetris 99. Tetris 99. That's why it's number five. 
Tetris 99, Assemble with Care. Assemble with Care. The show. The show. Pokemon. Pokemon. our Hearts. All right. Top five. All right. Let me plug in this computer real quick before it dies. Okay. Uh, that brings me to my top five then. And as I always do, I have a split on my number five How list. dare you? How dare I? Not legal when you do it anyways. It, it's, it's my show and I do what I want. It's not your show. Yes. It's our show. It's our show sir. and I do what I want. Alright, so <laughs> the only reason I'm putting a split here on, okay. on number five is because I haven't played a lot of it, uh-huh. of either of these games. Okay. Um, but you liked enough of them. Well, I liked enough of them. Where you want to mention them. I want to mention them. And they need to be on this list. Okay. And they're both games that you've talked about already. Okay. Um, at number five, it is a split between Tetris 99 <laughs> and Pokemon Sword. Yeah. Now, Pokemon, well, I'm going to establish this now in case you're wondering why it's so low on his list. He's barely played it. I've, I have yet to get to the first gym. <laughs> we did However, not anticipate he that he wouldn't have that much time with the game. Yes. We thought there would be more time, but it didn't happen. Right. However, that being said... My doctor, mm-hmm. who does not play video games, <laughs> who has a fainting interest that is Pokemon Go when it happened, mm-hmm. and immediately bailed on it like after a month when she caught a Chansey. <laughs> That's all she wanted. All she wanted. She caught a Chansey. Was like, okay, I'm done with this game. <laughs> she has not put that that switch down. Uh-huh. Since we got it, yes, that's about right. She's just obsessed with this game. I am obsessed with this mm. game, but like I said, the only reason it ranks so low is because I haven't really gotten into it. I've I haven't even gotten to the first gym. I just got to the opening ceremony. Yeah, and that's it. But that being said, I got a Gyarados already, level twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I am that hey, deep into it. It's key uh, to understanding to know that you. Have to level up a Magikarp to get a Gyarados <laughs> and forcefully battle everything that comes your way. I do like the um, idea of the Gigamax. Um, I forgot to switch out my Magikarp, so I have Gigamax a screenshot. Magikarp. I have a screenshot of a Gigamax Hell Magikarp yeah. go Hell against yeah. a Gigamax. Uh, what is it? A Hoot Hoot, I think. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but. I like the dynamics that they have. I like the open range of mechanic that they brought in. Um, it's a lot of interesting stuff from what I've been reading. It's a lot of interesting things that both harkens back to original feel of the Pokemon game, but also has that newness of it being on a Switch, of it using that hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Plus, it's Pokemon. It has a lot of the stuff that, oh, yeah, I know this Pokemon. Like, ooh, what's this Pokemon? <laughs> and it definitely plays well. Um, but like I said, I haven't played a lot of it. Yeah. But you but basically... You will. I will. I know I will. And it may end up being higher, but due to time constraints... Right, right. You did what you had to do. I did what I had to do. Same thing with Tetris 99. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've played this only a handful of times at my friend's house. Yeah. Uh... But every time I go over there, however, we end up playing Tetris 99. It's great. Because it's great. And we just keep going. Uh, I end up getting second place in Hell it. Oh, yeah. And would just, like, not want to hand over the controller till I got that first place. Because <laughs> it was just that good. Yeah. And just the whole idea of a Battle Royale Tetris game mm-hmm. is mind-blowing. And yet, 
makes total sense. Yeah. And it's just a, a lot of fun, especially being an avid Tetris fanatic, mm-hmm. I guess. Because mm-hmm. I Tetris the shit out of packing everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just due to time constraints of me not playing them as much. Right, and not having a Switch until literally three days ago. Yes. Literally. <laughs> or however many days ago, I'm right. estimating. Yes. Literally <laughs> days ago. That might be part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. But what I have played... I really enjoy well, it. Well, welcome to the Switch family, and I'm right. glad you got these these packed into one. Yes. The Switch the Switch entry. The Switch entry. But what else is on this list? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, number four. It is low on the list, but mm-hmm. it is a game I completed. It is a game I looked forward to, but it is also a game that was buggy as hell. <laughs> I am talking about Borderlands 3. It Barely did not make... This was my number six. This was your number six? This was my number six. Is this the honorable mention that you really so badly wanted yeah, to Yeah, I wanted to get it out, get it done, get it over with. Well, that's why I stopped you, because I yeah. figured it was going to... It was yeah, that. because... Man, I played so much of this game. When you beat it, you played it again. It dominated my year. I continue to play it. I don't know why I keep playing it. But man, it does not deserve to be in a top five. <laughs> Like I said, it's up here because it's a game I played, uh-huh. a game I played to completion, yeah. a game that had a never-ending story that I 100%ed on the story on, all side quests, all side missions, literally everything I could do in that game. Yep. And Same. it takes a lot for a game to make me do that. Yeah. To make me want to see and do and achieve everything in that game. And that's what Borderlands 3 is. It's a game that's just as buggy and holy hell is it buggy, even with the updates. <laughs> and holy hell is that story long. <laughs> it has the Borderlands 3 humor, which, granted, in this day and age, is not necessarily the humor yeah, it doesn't of work. the times. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't work, which is, like I guess, a slightly worse than... Seven times out of ten, when it didn't work in Borderlands Two, and the five times out of ten, it worked in Borderlands One. So you know, diminishing returns. Right. <laughs> but that being said, I really enjoyed playing it. Um, I loved the interactions with all the characters. It didn't take me that long to notice that I had an all-female crew, yeah, which was both shocking and yet endearing at the same time. <laughs> uh, they brought back a lot of fan favorite characters to have parts into this. Uh, it's definitely a game that I'm not probably going back to anytime soon because it's just so goddamn long. Maybe unnecessarily long. And I don't say that about very many games. Yeah. But this game just felt like the never-ending story. And I think I dubbed that on one of my streams. Yes, you did. The never-ending story. It really, really is. But I had a lot of fun playing it. And that's why it's up on my list. Is that every any didn't matter. I didn't matter about the story. That I was having fun playing it, and that's why it's up here. Mm-hmm. Number four. Yeah. No, that was number four. That was number four. Yeah. <laughs> number three. Number three is a game series in its fifth entry. Okay. But. I didn't necessarily play one through four. Okay. But I played number five, and I really enjoyed the story. All right. And that is Devil May Cry 5. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
I was pleasantly surprised to see this game being nominated at the Game Awards. Yeah. It was a great story. Um, I thought the twists weren't as impactful as I thought they could be. But that being said, they still had a lot of impact to begin with. Um, it was a great story. It was a great send-off to two titans of video games, characters-wise, uh, in Dante and Virgil, mm-hmm. who have literally carried it since the beginning. And it's also a handoff to a new protagonist in Nero mm-hmm. um, to continue on the legacy of the Devil May Cry um, what is it? Brotherhood. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's a workshop. I don't. I haven't played a whole lot of these. I played um, one and four, mm-hmm. and one way back when it came out on the PS2. So, like, yeah, I'm, my my knowledge of the Devil May Cry universe is foggy. Right. I, I think I played Devil May Cry three, and then I played a lot of Dante in PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, but that was basically my introduction. Prior to this. Right. And so it was very fun that it had three different characters who had three different play styles, but also three different stories that intertwined. Yeah, big year for characters in video games that make their monsters do their bidding. Yes. Between Pokemon, between V in this game, and the dude in Borderlands 3. Yes. (laughs) Who was my main? Flack was my main in Borderlands 3. had a year full of people doing... Making monsters do their bidding. Uh, maybe that's why I like the game. So much. <laughs> Just go, Pokemon do it. <laughs> but uh, it was a fun game. It was a fun story, and it was a concise story. Granted, it went through about the same week, basically mm-hmm. story, like week timeline, not like week story, but week timeline <laughs> of the story. Yeah, uh, three separate times with three separate characters. Yeah. Doing three separate things, but <laughs> everything made sense, and it slowly unfolded the story more and more as it went along. And it was a really well done technique. It's very easy to fail in something like that. Yeah, you give too much information in one way, or you spend too much time <laughs> in another. Yeah, and it's very, very easy to yeah. fail. But but yeah, they, I think a they lot were, of people it, really thought this was a really good comeback for the series. It definitely was. It had a really good balance in storytelling, and I will always put storytelling. Mm-hmm. Over gameplay every single time, which is why Devil May Cry Five, even though I only played through it once, is higher than Borderlands. Yeah, Three. I mean easily. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't question that. No. Number two. All right. Number two will surprise you. Or you will, will it? You will be shocked. Or will it? Will I? Yes, you will be. Okay. Uh, it will be. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I even say this because normally I say this for. Like a, a number five slot, but it is the mobile game. Always sunny in Philadelphia. What? Gango's mobile. <laughs> what? Why? 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 Exactly. I thought you'd be surprised. What the hell? Why? Why? Because I was literally obsessed with this game. Mm-hmm. This, like, you know how some people, oh, like, video game companies try and find, like, that whale to just keep pouring money into their game? Mm hmm. This game almost got me to that point. Oh, no. This game had me on a time schedule to play this game. Oh, no. This game, because it had <laughs> events and interesting things and storyline and topics and just comedic effect, that it <laughs> ran my life for a good majority of this year. Oh, no. Yes, it got that bad. 
You saw me after we were done podcasting how I immediately jumped onto yeah, it. Yeah, every single time. I yep. was like, what is he doing? <laughs> because it had me on a time schedule. It had me in that crunch. It was bad. Yeah. And yet, it's number two on your list. It's number two because I obsessed over that game. Jeez, wow. It literally ran my life. Not necessarily in a, in a good way, <laughs> but it was just dominated yeah. my year. If you're talking about games that dominated my year, do it. that game dominated yeah. my year. The only reason I stopped playing was because I got a new phone, yeah. so I had to put the other one away mm-hmm. and literally delete it from my phone to get me to stop playing. <laughs> it was that bad. I don't understand if you understand how bad it was. Just I, I get you've said bad a lot of times. I know, but <laughs> there's a reason it got that bad because it was just so entertaining. Yeah. It's just a lot of entertaining, a lot of fun playing it. Even though it's basically a clicker game at the very end of it, mm. I just had a lot of fun playing it, and I wanted to keep playing it. <laughs> I wanted to go back to that game. I wanted to be on its schedule. I wanted to be its slave. It's just not right, man. I know it's not right. But it's here at number two. He's in mobile. I thought you were going to say the Power Rangers fighting game for a no. second. <laughs> no. This is not what I thought it was going to be. No. <laughs> all right, now let's get it over with. We all know what your number one is. Pokemon Masters? No. No, oh, for a mobile game. <laughs> no, you're number one on this list. Oh, I called it way back in January, the <laughs> beginning of the year. And I'm not surprised. And you are not surprised, no, as not you know surprised. that, as you know me. We have zero crossover on our list. No, we do. we do. We <laughs> do. My oh, number five slot. We have 0.5 crossover yes. on our list. We have 0.5 <laughs> after Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.8 came out. <laughs> just get to it And already. 0.5 February Passage came out. Yes, Kingdom Hearts 3, 3 is your number one game. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised You're not surprised. <laughs> As you said, you played through Sayonara Wild Hearts three times. I played More th- than three times, but on three different platforms. <laughs> yes, okay. So I played through Kingdom Hearts fully in three separate occasions. Right, yes. Um, completing it 100% in two of those, including critical mode. Mm-hmm. And I got me re-obsessed with Kingdom Hearts is via... That was even possible. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't you just consistently obsessed? Yes, but it got me hyped for the <laughs> DLC coming out. It yeah. got me hyped on everything happening. It got me to go to not only play through each world several times, but when Disney Plus came out, yeah. I would watch the movies and be like, so that's where they got it from. That's exactly <laughs> what that is. That's what that is. Yeah. Oh, they did this perfectly. And they had the budget to do this thing perfectly as well. As they got an all-star cast from every single Disney film, uh, they had such great lore stretching back across ten games of five different platforms. Mm -hmm. It's just the culmination of literally this century so far. Has Kingdom Hearts 1 came out in 2002. Yeah. Century, you mean decade. No. Century... The century. Years. Yeah. Since 2000. Decade. Because it, decade would only be till 2009. I know. I know. I know what I said. Because it's more than a decade. <laughs> I realized that. Yeah. And they're just now getting to Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh-huh. And I've been with them every step of the way. And I will sure still have. be with them as they continue to move forward. But this game, as I said before... 
consumed my life. I played this game nonstop. I stayed up late playing this game nonstop. I basically wanted to absorb everything this game had to the point where I <laughs> platinum the game 100%. All trophies, all everything, before the first update where they made everything easier. <laughs> uh, it's just a game that I will consistently go to. It is a game I will never delete off my PS4, no matter how much space I need. <laughs> okay. It's just that much of a number one game for me. Cool. I have zero. I have some qualms about the story that could be done better. Well, sure, yeah. But any every, saga that's been—I mean, same thing with Star Wars, right? Any saga yes. that's taken this long to conclude, conclude, um, is going to have you know wrinkles. Right. Sure. But I am overjoyed with everything that I got. The game literally made me cry. <laughs> Good. Good cries, yeah. multiple story points throughout, sure. and it's just a game that is finally puts an end cap on something that has been so long and drawn out that I am overly excited to have in my life and can't wait for the DLC. There you go. And it's soon. And yes, uh, next month, yeah. most likely at the one year anniversary. And yeah, I'm sure you'll we'll be reporting on it when it happens. Oh yes, I will. But those are my five games. Cool. All right. Uh, uh, shocked, are you not? A little bit by the number two. Still rocked by the number still two. Still rocked by the number two. Uh, what do you think was going to be at number two? I don't know. I didn't know, honestly. Oh, I thought you said you had an idea. No. I guess I did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you have any honorable mentions you want to shout out? Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, not necessarily going through this list, but like things that you like maybe barely missed your list. Uh... No, because yeah. I didn't really play a whole lot what about, of about uh, Madden and uh, NBA. You played those this year? Yes, uh, both Madden twenty and NBA two K twenty. I much looked of that at impact them. on you. No, like I said, even Tig Bitties. Tig Bitties. No, Tick Mark Sanchez. Not doing much for you. No, Mark Sanchez. I <laughs> liked, but it was just it. it be. <sighs> it, Based on Matt, past Madden games, where like I consistently went back and did the ultimate yeah, Madden team didn't do that and everything, either. I didn't do it with this one. In terms of uh, Tig Biddies and NBA Two K Twenty, just the ads they threw into it between each matchup, yeah. just the constant things of waiting, so much download, so annoying. It's just I I can't like that yeah. game. I like playing it. But yeah. everything around me getting to playing that game, I don't like. That's fair. And and you already mentioned Pokemon Masters. Yeah, I brought Pokemon Masters up, same with Mario Kart Tour. Mm. I liked it, I played it, but unlike uh, the Game Goes Mobile, I only played them for maybe a week, whereas I played Game Goes Mobile literally daily, yeah. daily months on end. Right, right. And that's why it's so high up. Uh, Other games? Uh, Outer Worlds? Well, you I wanna... haven't done my honorable mentions yet. Oh, okay. Well, honorable <laughs> mentions. Uh, no, that's you pretty much. Else? No. Okay, well. Uh, uh, Modern Warfare. I'll, I'll yeah, play I the alpha. try it. I wanna... You've tried some I played stuff, the yeah. alpha, which was 2v2, yeah. and I liked what I saw, but not enough for me to actually buy that's it. Fair. That makes sense. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to shout out a couple of games as my honorable mentions. You already talked about Borderlands, but I just want to say my piece about it real quick. Okay. 
I played more Borderlands 3 than any other game this year. Okay. Yeah. It was this definitely my most played. I probably put the most hours in that thing. I probably put more, more hours in Borderlands 3 this year than I probably put in all video games last year. Like, I felt like I played that thing constantly this year. That's how my doctor feels I played that <laughs> game. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I just cannot, in good conscience, put it in a top five. Because the more I play that thing, the more I don't want to play it, and yet I find myself playing it. And the reason why is because it's the perfect podcast game. I have a lot of times where I just want to play something that I don't have to think about a whole lot while I'm listening to a podcast or listening to music. And so many of the games this year, I can't do that with. I can't do that with the uh, Cyanar Wild Hearts. The whole thing is its soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with, uh, with The Outer Worlds even, which I'll mention in a moment, because it's so much reading and voice acting and so many decisions I have to actually pay attention to. Same thing with uh, like stuff like um, hell, like Dear Reader. Any like so many games that I played this year were po- all like MLB. Based, even Pokemon. Like Pokemon. I have to be paying attention to, and I can't really use that as a like good podcast game. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I just got to the point where I'm like, well, I'm gonna sit down and listen to this podcast. Might as well play Borderlands again. <laughs> and that's how it ended up being the thing that I returned to every mm-hmm. single time I sat down. And it's definitely that kind of game. The game play loop is still good, and that's what mm-hmm. kept, that was like the catnip that kept me there. It brought me back wanting to like keep getting new loot. I experimented with every single feature in that game. I swear. Like after I beat it, I played around with uh, respecting my character. I played around with a new character. I tried the gunner for a little bit. Um, I played around with uh, the kind of like arena style like extra missions. I played around with the um, uh, the uh, the the mayhem modes where you can like crank up the difficulty for extra XP and stuff, and like the guardian rank tokens. I have literally done every single thing you can do in that game, and somehow I still come back to it. I don't know what's broken in my brain, but I cannot let that game go, even though I know it's objectively worse. In the other two Borderlands games. <laughs> I don't know why I keep playing it, because I know it's bad. Right. But it just, it's there. And I like the base gameplay of it enough that I keep coming back. But I think I may have finally broken myself from it. I hit a boss that I cannot beat on Mayhem Level 2. Okay. And I don't want to crank the Mayhem Level down, because I don't want to lose those buffs. Mm-hmm. So I'm stuck now, where I, can't, I played that boss like 15 times. He's the dude... That's like the guy who like gets up on the corner of the thing and shoots these like the cavalcade of fireballs. Yes, I don't, the guy I had trouble with who brought you in is like, oh, yeah, it's so easy that I'm stuck on him by soloing him on Mayhem level two. Oh, just get me in there because Mayhem level two is one thousand times damage on everything. Yeah, and then like negative like um, 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 elemental damage, yeah. and my like character is spec'd out to just be elemental. elemental all the time. And so it does nothing to the dude. I'll, like I have like this like. Uh, anyways, sorry, I'm getting into the weeds. Yeah. Because I played so much of that game that it's just it inhabits so much of my brain. But man, I wish it didn't. <laughs> so yeah, it's an honorable mention. It's number six on my list because like I just couldn't bring myself to. I'm glad I played Assemble with Care because I finally had a game to replace it on my list. Because <laughs> without it, it would have been on there. Because it ha- it had to be almost okay. Well, we have to pick a game. <laughs> well, real quick, I just also want to say, Outer Wild or Outer Worlds. I want to mention Outer Worlds here 
because I wish I, I, this would have been on the on my list if I had played more of it. But this year, man, I, so much happened in the last like quarter of my year of my twenty nineteen that I had less and less time to play a video game like that, mm-hmm. and so other other things just kept coming up. So I didn't play nearly as much. I actually hopped back into it this week. So I've gotten kind of my the rules the the wheels moving a little bit on it more, but I'm liking what I've played so far. But yeah, I just didn't make the list because I didn't play enough of it. Okay. Well, but yes, we need to. Yes, we we have 28 games we reviewed this year. Okay. Lift little it down to one game. <laughs> I think. I think it's Pokemon. It's not Tetris ninety nine. I don't think it's Tetris ninety nine because those are the only two crossovers, and they're yeah, a half crossover. Purely on okay. Well, I have two thoughts. It's either Pokemon because it's something that we both genuinely like, even though you haven't played a whole lot of it yet. Or it's or I bite the bullet and it's Borderlands three because if we're being honest with ourselves, it is a that game is the that thing we that defined our twenty nineteen for video yes. games. It is an, an inescapable evil. Now, I want to <laughs> say when Sun and Moon came out, we bit the bullet yeah, and said we did the same that thing was then. our game I of the year. I played as much as you had in a weird reverse scenario. Yes. And yet, I was able to be like, nah, but it's a Pokemon game and it seems like it's good at what it does and I was willing to do it. But Borderlands is another story. We finished that thing. We, we, we obliterated it. We co-opted that thing. We co-opted it. Several times. I haven't only beat it, beat it, but I've now played like half. Like I got to that boss, so I'm like over halfway through a yeah, second playthrough. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I've started a third playthrough, like I said, with a new character. Okay. So it's weird. <laughs> I don't want to give Borderlands. That I don't want to give it the credit. No, but because it's so buggy and just so jarring, and no. the never-ending story, and like like I said, it's just and the story is bad. And the, the moments that they ch- the, like the the big dramatic moments they ruin, and the, the and the just the dialogue is annoying and so much stuff wrong with it. But there's also it's Borderlands, right? It's <laughs> like if we're talking about a game that defined our 2019. Yeah. it's Borderlands. We played more Borderlands than anything else. Yeah, and it kind of has to be Borderlands. As much as, you, <laughs> as much as you say that, let me play Devil's Advocate Kid here. It could be Pokemon. It could also be Pokemon, because although <laughs> I haven't played it a whole lot, yeah. I know someone who is currently obsessed with it yes. and has yeah. not played it. Yeah. You gave that game to someone else as well. Yeah, yeah. And they played, they it, and played it. it and finished it. And they yeah. don't play Pokemon they, games. They barely have begun playing Pokemon games. They don't play video games besides, pretty much. Same. So yeah, um, I don't know. That's a pretty fair argument. It is. I just I don't know. It feels weird to be giving it to a game that you've apparently played. But yes, but you know how much I will be playing it though. Yeah. Uh, let me do a quick um, search here. Because yeah, I'm like I'm struggling with this because I feel my so what it is is my 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 head is saying it has to be Borderlands. My heart. Wants it to be Pokemon. <laughs> I'm getting a third opinion. Okay. Depending on how far my doctor is. Playing one day, my right. so She had the day off. Days. Yeah. She took the day off. So she had all day to play Pokemon on her own profile. Uh-huh. Depending on how far she is, um, <laughs> we'll basically turn it. Because, like I said, um, like two hours ago, she texted me, I'm addicted to the Switch. <laughs> and I know that. She's only been playing Pokemon. Yeah. So, so hopefully she sees it in time, but... 
Well, how about while we're waiting, do you want to go through some of the other games we played and mentioned on yeah, this podcast? Yeah, other honorable mentions. Uh, we had Night of the Full Moon. I don't even remember what that is. That was a game you definitely played, because I, I, I don't... I don't think maybe, you played that. Maybe I, that was a mobile game I, think I played. you played that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Crackdown 3. Yeah, so this is, I guess, an honorable mention. It's not good enough to be on this list, but I played a lot of it. I beat it. Uh, it yeah. was very similar to Borderlands in where it was a sequel that didn't need to happen because it was too similar to the other ones. Right, I know you talked about that game, how it was super buggy. It also had some It had a lot issues, of problems. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a crackdown game. Yep. <laughs> uh, we also had the mobile game Solitaire Dash. Yeah. I bought and played Everybody's Golf, which is an okay. old game. Yep, yep. Uh, Flip Flop Solitaire. Yep. I think that was your game. that. The Outer Wilds, that was your game. So I played, I didn't play enough of that. Right now, though, you're in, uh, uh, game, like, video game uh, website, you're in lists, mm-hmm. are, like, praising this thing. And I wish I had played more of it. It's on Game Pass, so I can still always pick it back up. But I feel like I really missed out on it, because apparently it's, like, really wowed some people this year. So at some point, I will jump back into the Outer Wilds. But, yeah, I wish I had played it sooner. Which one was the Outer Wilds? Outer Wilds was, it's a exploration, first-person exploration game, but it's, um, you're going to different planets and kind of discovering this, like, puzzle. There's, like, a mystery about the species that you like, like, the alien species that you're working with or something. I don't know. It seems like it's one of those things that you kind of have to experience. Um, so, yeah, I've heard a lot about it, but I have not gotten too far. Okay. I got into the first, like, I got to the point where I was flying a spaceship, and I flew my spaceship into the sun. <laughs> and then I stopped playing. <laughs> okay. Uh, other games we played this year. Void Bastards. Yeah, I like Void Bastards, but that was very much a, like a like a weekend game kind of for me, and I didn't pick it up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had a big drop from MLB The yeah. Show. Because uh, <laughs> I was just 20. playing that for three months, that's why. Yep. Uh, Modern Warfare, Pokemon Masters was... A good game, you, good I concept. I got more out of that than I did. I got more out of it than I like the story levels, man. Yes. When I didn't have to worry about combat, I loved that game. When I, it was just like an interaction fiction mm-hmm. game with my favorite Pokemon trainers, I loved it. Yeah, I liked it too. I had a lot of fun <laughs> playing it, but like I said, I only played it for two weeks because I yeah. zoomed through everything. I just give me a Pokemon visual novel. That's all I want. I know that's all you want. That's all I want. That's all I want. Uh, Mario Kart <laughs> Tour, Apple Arcade, Google Play Pass. Dear Reader. Yeah, I played a little bit a little bit more Dear Reader recently. It's fine. Okay. Uh, then Grindstone? Yeah, I haven't picked up Grindstone. I got stuck in Grindstone. I didn't want to go back. A lot of people do like that thing, though. What about Gears 5? I did not play beyond what I played that one time I talked about it, so I'm only like an hour in. All right, then that brings us to Need for Speed No Limit, which I played <laughs> yeah. and enjoyed and saw basically why people upgrade their phones. Yeah, yeah. For the new games, but it played beautiful. I enjoyed it. Just, you know, didn't play a whole lot of it. Honestly, we didn't play a whole lot of video games because we were too busy playing Borderlands 3. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, I mean, Borderlands 3 came out in September, right. and that's yeah. just basically September and October we played nonstop of. Pretty much. And then before that, I played Kingdom Hearts. And basically then from- Pokemon after that, so yeah, like, that's our year. I mean, I played Kingdom Hearts, and then you... Uh, didn't play much until I think it baseball. Just, I think it just goes to show you, like, like 
we're two people with full-time jobs. We don't have yeah. a whole lot of times to play video games, so when we do, we tend to settle into a video game and play it till we finish it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the other thing, though, is that we... We're not professional we, game critics. We don't have the luxury of playing every game that comes out. Right. It's yeah. not as accessible as TV is. Well, even TV is not as accessible as it <laughs> once might be it's to true. play video games. It's true. Which is why I think the Switch... Someday, maybe it will be. Someday. Which I think is why like the idea yeah. of the Switch is just it's so really popular. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting an answer here. so That's okay. I think we can safely say Pokemon. I think I'm ready to uh, agree with you here. Because, yeah, Borderlands just has so many issues. And, yeah, Pokemon has issues, too. But I didn't feel like I was, like, suffering trying to finish Pokemon like I did with Borderlands. There was that period towards the end of Borderlands where I was like, ah, so over it. I just wanted to be over. Where I never had that feeling in Pokemon. I think you might be onto something there. But it is also a question of, like we did with the new cycle, Yeah. is it a More. game of 2019 that defines it, or the game of the future that will no, play the old It's it? not. I don't think this will have much of a shelf life. Especially if they do put out a second, uh, like a follow-up to Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's very much a 2019 kind of event. Um, Borderlands, I think, will be something that we that will die and bury in 2019, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, so you I might be onto something there. Where Borderlands is a game that people will reflect on, like, oh yeah, that came out and that happened. Yeah. So yeah, like on uh, Giant Bomb is doing their wrap up podcasts right now, mm -hmm. and their Game of the Year podcast. They do a kind of recap, kind of like this, yeah, where they go through a list of every single game they covered, mm -hmm. just to kind of recap about how they feel about it before they give awards. Mm -hmm. They only started doing this last year. This is the new format that they're playing around with. And when I saw the timestamps for like somebody had like organized timestamps about what, how much time they spend talking about every game, yeah, they spent a grand total of eight minutes talking about Borderlands Three. Okay. Because most people bounce right off of this thing. Yeah. We did not. Because well, we have that thing in our brain that where we still need that what Borderlands can give us. Yes. I but, mean, because you have your affinity of Borderlands 1, I have my affinity yeah. of Borderlands 2, and we're both looking for that affinity that this conclusion could have hopefully given <laughs> but us. No. But no. Um, but while it is the game that basically dominated both of ours... Honestly, though, Pokemon... Pokemon, like when Pokemon. we get rolling into Pokemon, and when we start being able to like actually battle each other and like do some trading and stuff, mm -hmm. it'll be worth it. Well, I think it's like we both got people who aren't necessarily yeah. into Pokemon, yeah, to play a Pokemon, Pokemon game. game. Yeah, no, it's definitely something to be said about that. Yeah, I have no, I have no qualms with saying. I, Sword I'm and fine. Yeah, I'm fine saying Sword and Shield. All right, Sword and Shield. All right, Pokemon Sword and Shield is Boom. the Meepo Podcast Game of the Year. Didn't see that coming. I did. <laughs> well, it was going to be that or Borderlands. I was going to try to... No, th this was a long... My long con was trying to convince you about Cyanar Wild. <laughs> but no, it'll never happen. Anyway. Oh, All right. I could have played it. I had an iPhone at one point. It did. I you did didn't play it. I didn't play it. Waste. Waste it. Anyway, it's on Switch. Uh, <laughs> use your gift card. Uh, no, I got you. No, I got you PlayStation. Which is also on the PlayStation. Yeah, you can also... No, you're never going to buy that. Anyway... Thank you for joining us. That is will be it for our uh, year-end wrap-up for video games for 2019. Thank you for joining us. Uh, next up will be movies. Um, so look forward to our last wrap-up, or I guess pen penultimate, because we'll like an old wrap-up of the wrap-ups yep. after that. We do end of the year yeah. wrap-up. But our movies will be our final like wrap-up show in this format. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that. 
You also look forward to um, uh, regular episodes of the Media Boat Podcast after the New Year. So keep your eyes peeled. That's the that thing, right? Yeah. Your eyes peeled? Yes. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled and your ears yes. low to ears, the internet. Yes. And as yeah, we very are, low as we are down there yes. in viewership. Returning to live uh, broadcasts uh, after the New Year. But for now, uh, if you don't know... We're on YouTube, Media Boat Podcast. Just search us and find our page. We're on podcasts like Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You can find this very podcast you're listening to. You can also find us social media at, at Media Boat Cast. It's our Twitter handle. Um, Facebook, just search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page. You can uh, find us on twitch.tv slash Media Boat playing video games, such as the ones we mentioned today. And you can find us on patreon.com slash Media Boat, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us be even better. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll be back uh, in uh, with movies. With movies. And then the end of the year. And unless then you're listening to this uh, next week. Yeah, unless you're in the future. Right yes. Yeah, unless you're in the future. They listen to everything right now. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>